Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Welcome back to Podcast and Amplify. Today, I'm speaking with Jacqueline Broadus. She's the founder and CEO of Perfectly Elegant Designs. And she is the principal event planner. She's a design creative, and she's really devoted to producing personalized and curated milestone events for each client. And that's really where her gift lies, her passion. And outside of her business, crafting and volunteering at her church is her next love and when she's not working with clients. So Welcome, Jacqueline, to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I wanted to talk about event planning because I think, you know, in this world, post-COVID world, although post kind of sounds like we're out of it because we're not, um, you know, connection, in-person events, virtual events, I think they're all really so important to a lot of us now who are in business and entrepreneurship. And so I wanted to talk to you about how to recreate really great events, events that have like special moments in them that make people, you know, surprise them, maybe delight them, um, make them feel super connected to each other. And I know that you are just a master at creating experiences and that really is where your gift lies. So I wanted to ask you first though, if you could tell me your story around how you became an event planner. Well, really, I think it started as childhood. Um, my, I was raised by my grandmother and she would, my grandparents would entertain. They would have dinner parties. They would host dinner parties and just people gathering around together people laughing and enjoying a great meal that just always intrigued me. And just, it was just so much fun to see everyone uh, gathered together. And then as I got older, um, my grandmother would bake as well. So she would start baking for Christmas the day after Thanksgiving, and she would send all of her treats to, you know, family members and friends and even the troops overseas. So having all that connected just was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. This is like personal and meaningful that you're doing something for someone. It's an unexpected gift and just, just loving on people and, and just coming together. It's all about connections and people connecting together. So from that, I went to school for um, fashion merchandising and uh, loved textiles and textures and, and how things are put together. And then from that, just I just fell in love with textiles and then marrying the two together helped me to um, help people 
decorate their homes. People wanted me to come like, can you help me with this? Can you, because you know, I just, it's just the eye for it and just the creativity and growing up, I always like to draw and create things, you know, growing up. So decorating people's homes. And then that turned into doing parties for people. They're like, oh yeah, I want to do this party. Can you help me with this party? Can you help me with the design, the theme? And that's just how it began. And so when I retired from uh, law enforcement, I, uh, one of my friends said, well, why don't you do this as a business? You've been doing it all along. So why don't you just do it as a business? So that's how it got birthed from, um, from a friend saying, suggesting me doing it as a business. Wow. So I love that where it starts with your grandmother and seeing how she, you know, entertained, connected and like created these spaces for people. That's such a lovely like connection back to, you know, your childhood and your family. Um, you did kind of quickly touch on the fact that you were in law enforcement for a long time, which I think is a very interesting part of your story. Yes, it is. And, um, people wouldn't know to look at me that I did, I did 20 years in law enforcement and retired as a lieutenant and got to see a number of things, uh, through, uh, law enforcement. And, it really has helped me with event planning because you have to think on your feet. There's things that are unexpected and you have to adjust and pivot to them rather quickly. How do you do that? Organizational skills. You know, I was an investigator for a majority of my career, so I had to document everything and have everything in order. So, yeah, it was um it was a great experience. And I think I, I say I was a fashion police before they had fashion police. So, <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yes. So, and then, so here I am, you know, I think business owner, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, they take these sort of meandering paths or paths that don't always you can't connect with a straight line, but every experience is valuable, right? Like you can bring any experience you've had, no matter how off from the trajectory of where you land, you know, into your work. So I just thought that was so interesting hearing how being an investigator informs your event planning business. I just think that's really fascinating. Yes, absolutely. And everybody has a journey. And just like you said, when we think the pieces that we want to throw away, um, in our journey are unimportant, but really they are really the pivotal pieces in your yeah. journey and they tell your story and everybody's story is unique. Um, just like events are unique. They're unique to that very person. Yes. And I know that you have this real gift for bringing that out. Um, but I want to talk about first, I'm sure that COVID really impacted the way that you plan events, the types of events that you were involved with. I'm thinking everything was probably virtual. So can you talk a little bit about the ways that you have had to pivot this last year and sort of what look things look like now? I think pivoting is such a big part and important thing to be able to do in business. So I just wanted to hear how you've been able to, to do that. 
well, everything in events have changed. It's no longer the cookie cutter plan of, you know, ABC, this is how you do it. Now we're using the entire alphabet. Um, so we had to rethink everything and rethink quickly how to create the same level of in-person experience now doing it virtually. Uh, you know, there's been a certain level of grace with, um, but there's also a certain level of expectation that the client has. So the, the World Health Organization and CDC had set protocols in place for each county, the states and the cities have adopted their own restrictions. Um, but like I'm, I'm based in Maryland and our checklist was a little stricter than that of Virginia and D.C. So people would move their events from one area to another when the doors began to open up. But, you know, mostly people were doing everything virtually. And so we knew we now have that experience to be able to do hybrid events where you have some in person and you have some that are, you know, online. And really, it's flipped everything upside down because now we're, we had to change our mindset of how we budget things, how we order things. Uh, inflation has affected everything from food to florals to decor to uh, renting uh, because people were doing when they felt comfortable enough outside events. But now you're talking about having to rent heat lamps and porta potties mm. and, and generators. And so these rental companies are now having to make up for the loss. So now they're charging these premium prices and we're now having to pay those, those premium prices. So, um, and not only that, you're talking about staffing, uh, in once you are able to do like these hybrid events, you're talking about increase in staffing. You want to make sure you have the protocols in place for like hand sanitizer stations, temp temperature check areas, uh, and even renting bigger spaces to mm. ensure that you're, you're now feeling comfortable. So your budget where it was one thing is now increased to something else. So as planners, we've, we've, had to, just like you said, to pivot, we've had to actually, for me, dig deeper into my creative side of how to elevate the experience for the client and their guests. Uh, what can I do that they haven't already seen? What, how can I keep them engaged? How can I tap into all of their senses virtually? And so it's been really, it's been challenging, but it also, you're finding out that there's things in you that you didn't even know that you have to be more creative for, for people. Yeah. I love that. You're how you're seeing it as an opportunity to tap into your strength, which is creativity and the idea that it is bringing up so many things that maybe you didn't even think were in there. And that's really exciting and a great way to look at sort of a really challenging situation in a positive way. Yeah, I like to think about it like, so say your power went out and you have children at home, you now have to think fast and be creative with the children and how to make them feel comfortable and not scared about the situation because you may not know when your power is going to come back on. Right. So it's just, you just have to think outside the box right? and just be very, very creative. Yeah. And I love that we're acknowledging that creativity looks different 
the creativity can be found in, it's not just the arts, right? I think, which is most what most people think of when they think of creativity, it can be in any facet of your life, right? Where you're trying to think outside the box, um, you know, think about solutions in ways that people haven't thought of before. Absolutely. So I want to talk about how in this sort of new landscape, you create memorable experiences at your events. I know that's something that's really important to you. So how are you approaching that these days? Really, it's about the connection with the client. I listen to the heartbeat of the client. What is the one thing that will make them say, how did you know? What, what is the one thing that they want to see at their event? And what is it that they don't want to see at their event? And it's about touching the senses of the client and their guest. So it, it really, it begins for me, it begins with the invitation because you're setting the tone for the event and the type of, of event that you want to portray for your guest, um, how you want them to feel leading up and how you want them to feel when they're actually at the event and how you want them to feel afterwards. Again, we go back to creativity talking to your client and just really listening to your client and, and just really hearing what they are saying. And then again, you want them to have this experience because it's really about having an experience at the event and for everyone involved, not just for your client, but for their guests, for even for the vendors and the venue as well. It all meshes together and you just want to add those special touches to your event. It could be anywhere from a particular sign with certain colors, or it could be just a certain flower. It could be anything. Whatever it is that you can think of that is something that your client really, really wants that they may not even know that they want, but in you listening to them, you get that, you capture it and you present it to them and they're just wowed. It sounds like your clients really inspire you and I think you sh we had a, another chat before, and I think you shared an experience where, or maybe this is something that happens to you a lot, where your clients, you know, you've implemented something in the event and your clients are just like, how did you know? And so uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think that is, for me, that just brings me so much joy. I had a client who was... Um, he was throwing a birthday party for his father and I had known his father to be jovial and fun. So I wanted to do something different and creative for their dessert table. So I had these um, truffle. So I thought, oh my goodness, how about putting these in Ferris wheels on the table? And so at the end of the event, his father came up to me and he said, how did you know that I love Ferris wheels? And I was like, I didn't, I just knew that he was jovial and fun. And this is just what I thought would work and connect with him. And so it turns out it was something that he loved. And so that just brings me just so much joy. And it's just been, I guess, experience after experience that I've had that happen. And that just makes me know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. When I doubt, I look back and I said, no, this is why I'm doing what I do. Hey Explorers, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to the free workshop that I created. It's called The Three Secrets to Starting Your Successful Podcast. 
Now it's all about helping you to start your dream podcast so that you can share your voice and expand your business. If you want to join, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. All right, friend, back to the show. I think that is, it is a very special gift. And so what do you attribute that to? Is it you being a good listener? Do you feel like you just sense things? Like I'm kind of curious about what that is for you. It's a little bit of both. I I, I feel you really have to listen between the lines when Mm. people are talking. Um, I I did a wedding one time and I remember, and I I think people just, when they're talking, they feel like they're talking in passing, but I'm actually listening when they're talking. So I had a bride who was talking about when she, her sister was older than her and had moved away. So they would write letters back and forth to each other and they would always sign it with stick figures. So for her favors for her guests, um, we did cookies and the frosting was stick figures. So she just absolutely loved it. So it's like incorporating something that was important to them in their wedding that they didn't or in their event that they didn't think that you actually heard. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's that. And it's just, you know, you're you're watching a person as well and you're seeing the smile, you know, their face light up when they talk about a certain thing. So you want to incorporate that as part of their event as well. Yeah, I think that really listening, paying attention to the nuance and to things that might be throwaway things to other people, but you know, you're, you're picking up on all these, these things that um, I think help create that little magic that you provide for people. Um, Can we talk about some ways that people can set their events apart from maybe other events? Absolutely. I would say be yourself, just be yourself and, and you can be a trend center. So it's, it's wonderful to get inspiration from other people's parties online. A lot of people go to Pinterest and they get ideas. But what is it that you can do that nobody else is doing, that nobody else has seen? Uh, I just did a, a 50th birthday party uh, just this past weekend. And my client wanted to do a signature drink for her guest. Well, everybody does a signature drink. So I suggested she do a gelato bar. And in the gelato bar, she could do a signature gelato for her guest. Fun. So she, she loved the idea. And let me tell you, it was a absolute hit at the party because nobody else, none of the parties she had been to and has anybody seen a gelato bar before and sit with signature gelato just for her event. So it's things like that, that you want to, you know, introduce to people. Another party that I did was a 50th birthday party and the client was trying to figure out, Oh, where should I have this event? I'm like, well, everybody does, you know, venues here, there. I was like, why don't you do yours on a yacht? And she did. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. The guests were, I mean, this was like five years ago and people are still talking about the party. Wow. So it's, it's those little things just, just, you know, getting your client to think outside the box and just giving them suggestions of, Oh, wow. What about this? Or what about this? Mm-hmm. Thought about this. Um, have you thought about introducing this? It's, it's all about that. It's about suggesting colors and 
textures and designs. Well, and I think too that, you know, doing twists on things that are already out there and have been done so many times. And of course, you being in the position that you're in, I mean, you see, see a lot of it over and over again. So I think to be able to tap into your knowledge of like, yeah, that's been done, but let's think about how can we do it slightly different or how can we tap into you authentically so that it's very much about you. And it's like, that's something that can't be replicated, right? So it will naturally set your event apart, right? Because it's about you, yeah. Absolutely. Now you become the trend center. Now everybody else now is going to want and do what you did. Right. Which I think is is great. So I'm curious to find out how many other people are going to do a gelato bar now. <laughs> right. <I> <laughs> <laughs> Definitely people will be doing a gelato bar. That sounds amazing. Yes. <laughs> you know, shifting gears from in-person events, you know, when we talk about virtual events, I think a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs are thinking about more maybe in the virtual space. And so do you have any tips around how to plan those events and create a great experience? Because I know it is so different from being in person. And I know people have talked about fatigue on, you know, these platforms. How do you approach it differently? Well, like you said, people are pretty much zoomed out. <laughs> and so you have to, again, be creative but you have to think about how do you want to feel and how do you want your guests to feel at the end of the celebration? And again, it goes back to your invitation. That sets the tone of your event. You want to get people excited by seeing an invitation. And even going back to sending invitations in the mail, we've, you know, done everything online, but you know, be creative because that's also a memento for people as well, because they can find it later on years down the road and say, oh my gosh, I remember this. And this party was so much fun. You want to pick your theme for your event as well. So you just don't want to just randomly have an event. You want to have a theme for your guest and then pick the decor and have your space behind you decorated and maybe have their guests decorate their space as well. You can have activities for them to do, uh, maybe uh, either group activities or individual activities. You can have a dance party, uh, have some sort of entertainment for your guests as well. You could have a comedian, you could have a magician come in, uh, send party favors to your guests, send them a meal. There's so many different, so you can really, you're taking your in-person event and you're just pretty much doing the same thing, but you're just doing it on online. And then lastly, follow up with a thank you note for everyone. And I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. I think that's kind of like a, you know, forgotten thing, but just saying thank you for celebrating with me. I think that's important. Yeah. I like that combination of the way you talked about it, it's like, okay, it's virtual, but you can bring in some real world touches, like sending the invitation by mail or the meal thing. That's very interesting. Or, you know, just sending them something that they will have day yeah. of that's physical, tangible, yes. um, that they can have, you know, maybe it's a notebook for taking mm -hmm. notes, you know, during the virtual event or yeah, I love that 
you know, crossover between like, it just doesn't have to all be on, you know, virtual. It can be a mixture of both, which I think people probably really appreciate. They do, you know, because people, nobody wants to sit in front of a computer. It's just like sitting in a, a meeting, you know, after lunch. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to sit there. You you have to engage people with entertainment. You have to entertain people. Right. People want to be entertained. They just don't want to just sit there and just do the the same thing. But how again? You're going back to how can you do it with a twist? And I love how you talked about to how do you want people to feel after your event? I think that's such an important place to start because it really is about that at the end of the day, right? It absolutely is because you you want people to feel welcomed. You want them to feel loved on. You want them to feel like they are part of your family. And it's about connecting and reconnecting people. And I think too, you people want to feel like their time was well spent. Yes. Like it wasn't, you know, and some people feel like they really get something out of it. And that could be you know, maybe from a meeting and they learned things or it could be from an event where they met people or an event where it made them feel something like whatever their time was spent there. You know, I think when people can walk away with it just feeling like a valuable time, a meaningful time, I think that's something that's really important to to think about as well. Absolutely. Because you, like you said, you want people to walk away with something. So they, they leave better than they came. That's, right. that's what you want. You, you want them to actually be talking about the event. Like they didn't realize they were there for two hours. Right. Yes. You know, and they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was here that long, but I loved it. And, and, and what's even better is if you can get them to not want to leave. <laughs> that's even better. Yes. <laughs> so it's just all in how you create it. Yeah. And there's so many things that you can do. You've given us so many things to think about, you know, ways to approach both the in-person and virtual events. So I want to thank you so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge. And I want to make sure that people know how they can find out more about you and where they can connect with you. They can go to my website, which is perfectlyelegantdesigns.com. They can also send me an email uh, at Jacqueline at perfectlyelegantdesigns.com. And I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And they can certainly send me a direct message. Awesome. So we'll link to all those places in the show notes. And Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all your fabulous knowledge around event planning. Well, thank you, Kristen, for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a wonderful time. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.